I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. I'm like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole. But there's nothing there and I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. <laughs> this little boy told paranormal investigators apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. <laughs> so that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real music. Play, no. Real po- music? It says playing music? Question That's mark? so funny. Oh, the podcast. I are- thought you were flashing back to your radio days. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's already a mess. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. Woo! We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. I'm still wanting to say music for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, coming up, we're going to answer some listener questions. Ooh, okay. And we're going to share some of the stories from the spooky spectacle from this past weekend. We've got some amazing stories and there's one that has this really wild World War II connection. We've got links and everything. Oh, so many good stories from the weekend. Uh, But first we need to say thanks to our uh, newest patrons, Megan Adams and Kles59. Remember, you can find our weekly pregames and tons of exclusive content at patreon.com slash haunted AF. We also go pretty in-depth about last weekend's spooky spectacle in the latest pregame, which, I mean, it's tons of fun. I'm going to be real honest with you. So you definitely want to check that out. Speaking of which, we had to say enormous thanks to everybody who came out. For uh, real. Yeah, we met like some super fans. Yes. Which was Somebody re- came from Austin to see us. Yeah, there were some really cool just surprises that happened along the way. The Golden Ghouls were there. All of them. It was amazing. Victoria Monday, mm-hmm. uh, Ghostbuster Rob. I mean, so many people surprised How us. How cute is Ghostbuster Rob? So precious. I mean, first of all, the whole outfit, he went above and beyond with his Ghostbuster look. And then we caught him like playing into the audience. Yeah, he gave some of his tools to these special needs kids and was letting them play with them. And they were having the best time. But we also have to say a big hello to River, who sent us this email. Hi, this is River from Spooky Spectacle. And right now I'm on my bike, parked and listening to your podcast with my proton pack from Ghostbusters. Now that was all in the subject line. There was nothing (laughs) in the body of the email. It was just that. No need. And honestly, the mental image of River sitting on his bike and listening to the podcast with his proton pack on, that's like the best mental image I've had in a really long time. It really so makes me happy. We did collect a whole lot of stories that we're going to be sharing throughout the rest of this season, which wraps on October 28th. So that means you only have four more weeks to get your stories in. Please send those hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and get started. This story came from Doug. This is when we got at the Spooky Spectacle this weekend, and he's been a fan for a long mm-hmm. time now. He's a flight attendant. He flies for American Airlines, so he has some amazing stories. Uh, I was with my family in Paris. Um, I was about five years old at the time. Paris, Texas? Paris, France. Okay. <laughs> I was like, no, the legit Paris. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the real He's one. He's a flight attendant. He knows these. I yeah, mean, this was way I, before I joined still, the airline, yeah. I, I'm still not convinced mm. it's not Paris, Arkansas, <laughs> but I'll believe you. Okay. So um, we were there. My parents were in one room. My brother and I were in another. And in the middle of the night, we apparently woke up screaming. Mm-hmm told our parents like there was a voice in here there was a guy some some guy was in our room and they said no no look there's no one here the doors are all locked and we heard somebody say nine 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 German no oh, yeah that's oh. what I was thinking yep you know what I thought six 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 upside down yeah, yeah well, that, that would work too 
But nine 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 nine. nine, nine. And uh, my parents, of course, the next morning told, or that morning, told uh, the the hotel desk. It's like you know something weird happened last night. So someone in my kid's room, and they said, "Oh, what room were you in?" I said, "That I forgot the number." And they said, "Oh yes, um, there was an incident in that room once upon a time." Back in 1945, okay, Hitler. Hitler wanted to burn Paris. Right. And one of the generals he told to go do it said, no, no, no. 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 Oh, he got shot about two minutes later. <gasps> oh. So wait, what was the connection to the room? Was there any? So he, that's the room that, you got, he got shot, shot in. in. Oh my I was like, girl, follow the dots. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He got gosh. shot in that room where he just said, nope, 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 I'm not going to do it. And then Boom. they... Shot wow. him right there on the spot. For the record, you tried to not tell us that story. You said it wasn't I know, that you good. Well, it's not a good story. It's, it's, I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, like, you have Hitler. You have Nazi. You have Paris. Come on. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank That's you awesome. so much, Doug. Oh, thank That's you, guys. Awesome. It was great seeing y'all. Okay, so Doug sent a couple of links to verify his story. Mm-hmm. It's a little tough, though, because there are a couple of different hotels right there in that area that were used as headquarters during World War II. So we think the one in question was the Hotel Creon, which overlooks the famous Place de la Concorde. Uh, and I think the guy in question was Dietrich von Choltis, I believe. Oh, I thought it was going to be Choltitz. <laughs> I'm so sad. Well, we can say Choltitz. Um, <laughs> Dietrich von Choltitz. Choltitz. <laughs> but he actually didn't die. He actually survived that whole thing and lived Ugh. until 1966. But that whole area is super haunted anyhow because that's where they originally had the guillotine during the French Revolution. Ooh. Yeah, so even in that little Place de la Concorde, is that what it is? Place de la Concorde? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you say it enough, it's not going to sound... <laughs> it's not going to sound better, like, is yeah, it? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I'm not making it sound any more French. Uh-uh. Um, but they even beheaded Marie Antoinette there. Ooh. So that whole area. But anyhow, Doug did send a lot of links, and it's got some really great history. So go check that out. Hauntedaf.com. This is episode nine, season eight. All right. This next email comes from Ruben Jr. First off, I've been binging this podcast all week while at work. I'm currently on season two, episode nine. Ooh, you got a ways to go. No kidding. Uh, now, I'm not sure if y'all do a Q&A, but I've listened to these stories and just wonder. So here's a few questions I have. Do you believe ghosts prey on people who believe? Like, are they doing stuff to try and make them look crazy? Oh, that's mean. I mean, that's a good question. I don't think ghosts do that on purpose just to make people look crazy. I think it's kind of weird that ghosts would have an alternative motive, I guess. Yeah. I also feel like maybe they're not that smart. You know, they're not going out of their way to... I mean, if they can't figure out how to get back to the light, they can't be like plotting things, right? Right. I don't see them as being intentional. Personally, I think it's just like this really active energy. Right. And that sometimes the active energy seems like a prankster and that it can do things. if it was like in their real life or whatever, if they were a mean person maybe, then that mean spirit is kind of coming out. Right. But I don't think they necessarily prey on people who do believe in ghosts. I think people who do believe in ghosts are just going to be, for whatever reason, more likely to see these things or experience them or acknowledge them when they're happening. I guess I just think I would have a lot more ghosty experiences than what I do have if 
they preyed on people who believe. Or maybe they just don't like you. They're like, I know, oh. which is upsetting. It's that bitch again. She's always taunting like, us. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm very upset by that, but I want you to prove yourself. Okay, what's the other question? Uh, number two, let's see. What are your thoughts on ghost tours? Sure, sometimes people have eerie feelings or experiences, but could the company be staging some of these things? I feel like you'd almost have to be at the place after hours to experience anything. And that's from Ruben Jr. Yeah, this is something we've been talking about. For sure. There is a place in particular that I have my doubts about. Right. Yeah, we discussed that in depth at the Spooky Spectacle. Yeah, just a little too much activity. I do think it's entirely possible that places could be staging stuff. Same. I do think also if you are easily influenced in those kinds of situations that you might be more likely to see or experience things. Or that whatever you saw is an interpretation of your ghost. You're kind of just like leaning into that. Right. You're kind of seeing what you want to see or hearing what you want to hear. That said, we've heard a lot of stories about things happening Mm -hmm. on tours and I myself have had something happen on a tour (laughs) yeah I don't want to go into it right now okay (laughs) because my husband's in the other room he's gonna make fun of me oh I'm like I've only been on the one ghost tour and nothing happened on it yeah Ruben I'm kind of with you on that all right so this next story comes from Chriselda hi this is Chriselda from somewhere down in Texas and I have many stories of the paranormal as I have been affected for most of my life and this story is from when I was about 15 years old. I was home alone for one of the first times ever because being the youngest my mom didn't want me home by myself and I was sitting on the living room floor and I had the sense to turn and look toward our kitchen which was directly to our left the entryway and as I looked up I saw a disembodied leg walking away from me so I decided the leg would go its way and I would go mine which was straight out the front door and onto the front steps where I waited until somebody got home so I enjoy the podcast and hope you'll have a great day Oh, thank you, Chris Elda. Just one leg. Yeah, because that's remember, fantastic. We had that one where it was the granny legs, and you could see the bottom of her moo-moo. Right. And it was just walking down the hall, yes. and her grandchildren saw it. Mm-hmm. Chris Elda, was it wearing pants? Was it wearing anything? Or was it just one naked leg walking right. down the hall? That's a good question. And did it maybe how, have a cane with it or something? How high up did it go? Was there any booty in there, or was it just leg? Or knee, or I don't know. We have questions, So Chris many Elda. questions. Okay, so this email comes from Emma. Hi, ladies. I just listened to your most recent episode and when I saw the title Good Night Zoo I said to myself I hope it's about Spencer oh. lo and behold I hear my old friend Miriam's voice talking about our zoo oh my gosh in fact the first recording I sent to you about Vindicator Trail came from my old office at Shine Mountain Zoo I can absolutely corroborate Miriam's story about good old Spence and the weird happenings on the mountain many a time when we used the old non-digital radios my night would culminate with strange radio sounds and transmissions that we would blame on Spencer Penrose. Mm -hmm. Boy, that brought back memories. Obviously, that's not why I'm writing. I actually have an update on Vindicator Trail. We decided to take our kids up there because A, it's beautiful, and B, they loved the Haunted AF episode. My stepson, who loves all things spooky, was so excited for an experience of his own. So we took our haunted Tesla and drove on up. Girl, take the Tesla to the cemetery. Oh my gosh. The house was there as creepy as ever, but unfortunately, nothing happened inside. 
side. My stepson was pretty disappointed. But as we walked toward a different abandoned house, we heard a large iron door squeak open and then slam shut. Now it was dead silent out there otherwise. And like the silence after the slam was deafening. Who knows what it was or wasn't, but it felt like something wanted to remind us it was still there. Happy Fall from Colorado Springs. That's from Emma and the family. So Emma's original story about Vindicator Trail, mm-hmm. White Walls. Oh, God. That's one of my absolute favorite episodes. Oh, God. Seriously, to this day, that is episode eight, season four. We will post a link in the companion blog. That one included Quinn's fireball story, mm-hmm. where he's listening to the radio, and they're talking about what they're seeing in the sky on the traffic report. And it also has Anth Young's very first story that he sent to us. Oh, Anth. Yeah, so definitely go check that one out if you haven't already. Dead pad of the that's an old one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a good one, though. I like it. And guys, please send in your Dead Pet of the Week theme song. Yeah. Because we need some new ones. All right, so this story comes from Megan. Hi, Julie and Rebecca. My name is Megan, and I wanted to tell you my Dead Pet of the Week story. So about five and a half years ago, just before my daughter was going to turn two, our beloved brindle female French bulldog, Emma, had to be put down. She was in... A lot of pain. She had something wrong with her back. And there was one afternoon where it seemed that she was in a lot of pain. So my husband just kind of scooped her up. We gave her a quick cuddle goodbye and he took her to the vet to have her put down. Um, The next morning, my daughter and I got up early because she was really little. So you get up ridiculously early when you're when your kids are under three. And then I decided to go to Starbucks. So I strapped her in the car. We drove to the Starbucks drive-thru. And when we came back, I parked next to my husband's car. And my daughter started pointing at my husband's car and saying, Emma, Emma, I see Emma. And I said, no, honey, you know, Emma had to go. She had to go to doggy heaven. And she was adamant though. No, no, Emma's in daddy's car. Emma's in daddy's car. So I thought, well, I mean, I guess it would make sense if he had been there with her when... She went down because he stayed with her while they put her down. That her spirit would get up and follow him back to the house, to the car. So I had said to him, hey, maybe you should go out to the car and say to Emma, you know, hey, listen, you need to go to the light or whatever he felt like saying. So he actually did. He kind of goes along with all of my crazy stuff. And uh, he went out to the car and he had a little conversation with Emma and told her it was time for her to cross over. And later that afternoon, we were in the backyard playing and I was pushing my daughter on the swing set we had back there. And she starts staring up at the sky and pointing. She looked so excited and I said, what are you looking at? There was nothing up there, no birds or anything. And she said, Emma, Emma, I see Emma. And I said, you see Emma? And she said, yeah, she's flying all around, flying all around. And then she pointed to a tree and said, she's in the tree, she's in the tree. I see Emma. I really believe, because she was beloved to us, she was like our first child before my daughter was born, that she was there and just, you know, left the car when my husband told her that she should and was having one last look around before she crossed over. And that's our Dead Pet of the Week story. 
That is so sweet. I'm like about to cry. I know. <laughs> that is the sweetest. I know. And she's a oh. little French bulldog. Can yes. you imagine that with little with wings? With little wings. I literally know. just had that bought. Oh, my God. Oh, Thank you is... so much for that, Megan. And oh. by the way, God love the dudes who indulge our creepy stuff. Um, Amen. That's God a good love husband. you. All right. This next story comes from Stacy Mack. When I was a teenager living at my parents' house, strange things often happened. My grandmother lived with us, and she usually got home around the same time I got home from school. One day I got home and no one was there yet. So I went upstairs, then clearly heard a woman's voice speaking from downstairs. I figured my grandmother had gotten home and was on the phone, but a few minutes later, everything was quiet. I went downstairs to check and no one was there. When my grandmother did get home, I asked her if she had stopped by earlier, but she had not. I still have no idea what I heard that day. I recently went back to my parents' house when my mother became ill and my father needed help caring for her. The ghost or whatever it was wasted no time in letting me know that it was still there, usually shuffling newspapers and stomping around in the middle of the night. Then I started clearly hearing old-timey country music playing almost every night. Sweet Jesus in heaven. <laughs> Old timey country music. Hell no. Uh, the first time I heard it, I walked around the house to see where it was coming from. It always sounded like it was in the next room over, no matter where I was in the house. I never found anything and I didn't tell my parents about it because they had had enough to deal with. Then one night, my mother called for me in the middle of the night. I went into her room and she asked me who was playing country music. I told her there was no country music playing, but she insisted she heard it. I asked her about it the next morning, and she said that it sounded like Willie Nelson, which was the exact same thing I had been hearing for weeks from Stacy. It's weird, though. I don't think about Willie Nelson as being like old-timey country no, music. No, but, I mean, really, he is like a 1,000 years old. He is. I mean, he really is. Um, okay, so this next story is another little uh, trip back to Granberry. This one comes from Sonia. My name is Sonia Forsyth. Okay, and you have a story for us? I do have a story. So this happened when I was 17. I was an au pair living in California, and I was asleep, and... I was having this dream, experience, whatever, that I was on a table and I, I was panicking and there was things around the room, but I couldn't see them, but I could mentally hear them say, this one's different, we have to put it back. Oh! <laughs> and I woke up, I woke up at a pile of laundry across the room and thinking that's weird. That's so weird. <laughs> and um, so I got up and I went into the kitchen area and the lady that I was living with, she's like, where have you been? I've been looking for you. I was like, I was, in, I was asleep in the bedroom. She's like, no, you no. were not. <laughs> How long had you been gone? I don't know. She I had no know. clue. No, she's like, you've not been here all day. And I was like, I was sleeping in there. She's like, no, you weren't. I went in there and checked. <laughs> Wait, so were you walking funny? No, I wasn't. Oh, my God. She's asking because she wants to know if it was a probe situation. I'm just saying. Like, like, did anything hurt, like, afterwards? Nothing was was weird. I was just... Like, an alien didn't take your panties for, like, a souvenir. Your panties are hanging off the rearview mirror of some UFO out there. Yes, they are. Oh my god, that's hilarious. And what did the voice voice say again? I need to hear that one more time. This one's different, we have to put it back. (laughs) This one's different, we have to put it back. 
we should have asked her, is there anything like that stands out? Like what's different about her? I know, right? Like what? She seemed fairly normal. She was totally, she was adorable. Just, yeah. I didn't see anything that stood out. Maybe like that meant that she's smarter than everyone else or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or that she's one of those that'll remember if we probe her. <laughs> but for the record, like if you hear us at any of this Granberry stuff, like if we annoy you on the podcast, oh. we're so much worse in person. Like, absolutely we are. Yeah, I think in listening back to these stories, I'm like, God, we're obnoxious. <laughs> oh my God. And yet I'm still laughing at us. I know. <laughs> Even when, like when we were doing the Granberry, we did panels at the Spooky Spectacle. Yeah. And we listened back to old episodes to kind of refresh and what we were going to talk about for right. an hour, right? right? And we're like cackling at each other in bed because we're like, oh, I forgot how funny we were there. We literally were laying in bed laughing at ourselves <laughs> laughing while we were listening to the episode. It was ridiculous. Oh, uh, well, at least somebody finds us funny. And it's us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys, don't forget. You can find all the companion blogs, hauntedaf.com. This will also include our YouTube link. Um, we have lots of pictures from the spooky spectacle in Granberry. Coming up next week, we have even more great stories from Granberry because seriously, we, we collected a ton of those. We're also going to talk to writer-director Chris Von Hoffman about his new movie, Devil's Workshop, Ooh. starring Emile Hirsch. Chris grew up in a haunted house, a really cool old awesome. house. So yeah, he's got some stories to share. But in the meantime, keep in mind, we only have four weeks until Halloween and the end of the season. So get those stories to us. You got to write them down. You got to film yourself telling it and then send it to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use it on season eight of Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 